Hi, this is Varun Haran, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group in Asia. I have with me Ganesh Ramamurthy, who is Research Vice President at Gartner. Ganesh is going to be speaking about something interesting today. He's going to be speaking about what IoT security really means. We have increasingly heard in the industry that IoT is going to be the next big revolution in technology and it's going to really pick up in the next couple of years. What does a security practitioner need to know about IoT security? Ganesh is here to tell us that. Hi Ganesh, thanks for joining us. Thank you Varun, thanks for the opportunities. Ganesh, what does a security practitioner need to know about IoT security and what does he need to prepare for? So IoT security is a topic that is really hurting up. There are lots of action in terms of what really this entire IoT security means for information security officers, the CIOs, and whole other set of IT people who are going to be involved in this entire set of activities. So the first thing that we really need to understand in this is what that entire IoT really includes. IoT includes the edge devices, the endpoint devices at one end, and goes all the way up to the enterprise side, the traditional IT systems and the IT applications. Being able to secure them all in a certain specific set of contexts and that context is defined by the business objectives and priorities is what the entire IoT security is all about. Traditionally speaking, our information security officers and uh, CIOs have always been worried and bothered about the traditional IT systems. But with IoT, what we have in picture is the entire set of OT, operational technology systems coming into picture there. When we talk about an IoT project, we essentially are talking about merging or integrating the IoT side of things with the OT side of things right. and that is where IOT security really starts hitting up there. Step one thing that CISOs or CIOs really should be concerned about is understanding the hardware and software landscape both on the IT side and the OT side. CIOs and CISOs have a good understanding of the hardware uh, software landscape on the IT side but on the OT side that knowledge is currently not available. Doing an audit, doing a gap analysis to understand that landscape is going to be very very critical because it is based on that that any plan, any strategy can be put in place in terms of what really needs to be done, in terms of understanding where the gaps are, in terms of understanding what kind of vulnerabilities already exist in our current systems and therefore identify and procure the right kind of solutions that can help us gap these existing vulnerabilities, leave alone thinking about new sets of threats and new sets of attacks which the entire IoT will bring into this whole set of context there. So thinking about the edge and going all the way to the enterprise IT systems and apps in the context of an IoT project when the IT and the OT systems are getting integrated is what IoT security is all about. And step one in that journey is to know what our current systems are, where the gaps are and identifying the right kind of solutions that are required to plug that gap. From a security practitioner's point of view, what is the change in the mindset that is required to deal with IoT security, which you said you know, we have a lot of intersection points with operational technology. Is the current way security is being approached, is it going to be enough? Can it be transplanted into the IoT context and still be relevant or do we need something new? The scope of security is definitely going to get expanded because of IoT. There is no doubt about that. Because in IoT, we are not just talking about securing the information, securing the data and securing the infrastructure elements alone. In IoT, there is a very, very critical concept, which we call as the safety aspect of it. Because if a device were to be tampered with, if a device were to be hacked, 
into, then the kind of impact that it is going to have now is not just about data loss or information loss alone, but it is directly going to impact the business operations. If a hacker plays around with a device and creates a kind of a situation or takes over that particular node or an endpoint device, then their motives are going to change. They are probably going to be looking to do some intentional or willingly harm physically people and the environment as well. The safety aspect is very, very critical in the IoT scenario there. And that is something that CISOs and the CIOs should really be starting to think about. So therefore, the concept of security is definitely going to widen. It is going to expand when we bring IoT in this. And that therefore also implies that the responsibilities of our traditional CIOs and CISOs for managing and safeguarding the data and the data networks and the data infrastructure information management is now going to expand beyond the IT side and also start embracing the OT side of things as well from that perspective. That expansion of the concept of security is the most important impact that CISOs and CIOs should really understand. So right now, I think as it stands, information security managers don't have much say in how the OT side of security is practiced. Can you enumerate for me what are the kind of differences, the stark differences in between how security happens in OT and security happens on the IT side of things? The ownership of the OT systems are with the plant heads and the heads of the maintenance and the line of business units in any organization. And therefore, if I am going to be putting in a system in place to secure the OT side of things, then uh, pretty naturally the line of businesses will be demanding the ownership of those systems as well. In that kind of a situation, what kind of procedures and mechanisms that CIOs can provide to these line of business heads becomes a very, very critical aspect there. Looking for ownership of the OT systems from a security point of view need not necessarily be the right kind of approach. Being able to influence the kind of technological decisions that the OT guys would be taking, the heads of uh, plant operations or the line of business heads would be taking, influencing their decisions from a technology procurement point of view, from a solution deployment point of view is also very, very important. And from that aspect, I think the roles of the CISOs are also going to be changing from not just owning the systems, but also from the point of view of being able to influence the decisions that these OT people are going to be taking in the future. Right. So the mandates are effectively going to expand. Absolutely. Okay, you know, we hear a lot about how IoT security requires a different kind of an approach. We spoke about it a little bit just now. Uh, do you think there's a need for a separate IoT security policy or can it be subsumed into the existing cybersecurity policies that organizations have? Cybersecurity policy, when you say that, I'm going to be encompassing. I'm, I'm talking about an all-encompassing kind of a policy there. I'm not just dealing with our traditional IT security. I'm not just dealing with the standard information management practice alone. When we talk about cybersecurity, I'm really thinking about it from a much, much larger, vast, wider kind of a spectrum here. I include OT security. I will include physical security. I would also include the security of the IoT devices in the organization over and above the traditional IT security and the information management practice that we put in place there. So the concept of cybersecurity itself is so vast that now the security policies and the other procedures and uh, mechanisms that we put in place for IT need to be changed. They will essentially have to undergo a change and bring all of these new areas into their fold and therefore there will definitely be an evolution of the current set of procedures and principles that we have in place for us. Right. So the role itself is going to evolve to include these new areas of what is one hundred percent yes. Okay. So you know we hear a lot about how IoT is and innovation around IoT is going to be absorbed into the whole digitization that's happening on the government side and businesses, etc. We hear a lot about smart cities. So to your mind, what are some of the security concerns with IoT in smart cities? 
Take a very, very simple example. There are various different kinds of projects in terms of smart city that are happening in India currently. And one of the prominent ones is a smart street lighting system or a smart parking kind of a project which is getting implemented in various different cities there. The security element here really comes in from two different angles. One, I have a smart street lighting system which is interconnected. And the nodes, these street lighting systems are so very small in the sense they are constrained devices. Their memory capability, their power consumption capability, their ability to have some sophisticated security software or security mechanisms in these nodes are very, very limited. From the point of view of being able to secure them, there is very little that we can do from a traditional approach. And since we don't have that, we are actually exposing all of these different kinds of devices to security threats and security attacks at this point in time. Somebody who gains an access into one of those street lighting system would essentially be able to probably have access to the entire command center from where the entire street lighting system is being operated. The rogue hacker, the rogue person would probably be able to switch on and switch off or throw away, create some behavioral changes or probably even cause harm to the people in the environment in which this entire street lighting system has been put up. Similarly, when you look at the example of a smart parking system, the entire set of automated things that are put in place can be played around with if somebody gets a rogue access into some of those smart parking meters or devices. Being able to protect them is something definitely that is required, but to protect them, software approaches alone will not be sufficient for us now. Therefore, when we choose the products, when we choose these IoT devices, when we are looking at implementing them on the ground, we need to take care of how they can be secured from a hardware perspective as well. Am I able to create a secure element within that hardware device where I can store certain signatures or certain secure IDs or digital IDs which will allow then the device to authenticate whoever is trying to access that particular device. Being able to authenticate, validate the certain relationship between different devices or the user and the device is going to become more and more critical and in those cases our traditional IAM approaches, our traditional software based IAM approaches are not going to be sufficient. We need some kind of a hardware based solution there. So from that point of view, smart city projects will have a huge implication from a security angle. Things need to be taken care of from that point of view as well. What are some recommendations you can share with me for the government say, things that they can keep in mind since the rollout is still you know, in a very nascent state so that security can be built in rather than worrying about it as an afterthought. Clearly, the, the step one is from the procurement point of view. When you are procuring these IoT devices from the marketplace, you need to have certain very, very clear technical specifications as to what these devices should be made of, what kind of processes should be there, define the system requirements yeah, but do those, clearly. Uh, do those requirements and do those standards exist currently for IoT? I wouldn't necessarily look at it from the IoT point of view alone because one of the critical things from a hardware security point of view is the capability of the chip that goes inside these devices. There are semiconductor companies which have developed hardware-based security solutions in their chips. So the devices that you are going to be procuring need to have those kind of chips. There are a variety of different companies that have done that. So when a device is being procured from the marketplace, the specification should clearly state that this particular device should have uh, microcontrollers or processors which have been made by these kind of companies because they already have those kind of security solutions implemented in their products. Right. Putting that specification down makes it much, much more clearer for those decision makers who are making those procurement decisions, which will allow us to then create that fundamental basic infrastructure that is required for us to put in a proper security infrastructure moving forward. 
you know, if I would ask you in the next uh, six months to a year, or maybe the next couple of years, because that's the time frame in which they generally assume IoT is going to pick up, what is it that security practitioners can prepare for? How can they prepare their infrastructure for an influx of IoT kind of innovation? Absolutely. So, like I said, the number one step is to understand what is your hardware and software environment in your organization. Do a gap analysis and prepare a roadmap. Number one, to plug the gaps that already exist. And then number two, based on the IoT projects that you are going to be putting in place, identify the security requirements. I can't have an organization-wide IoT security infrastructure because it is going to be changing from an IoT use case to use case. I may have an IoT use case where I'll be using a very, very simple little wearable device going all the way up to a very complicated IoT device where the security requirements will be completely different. And therefore, identifying the business cases and the projects, understanding what the project requirements are will allow us to identify the right kind of security solutions there. These are certain very, very important critical aspects that we need to be looking at in the next two years time period as some of these pilot projects start coming up in the market. Right. right thanks Ganesh. Thanks for speaking with thanks us. Thanks very much Varun. Nice talking to you. Thanks, thanks a lot. So that was Ganesh Ramamurthy who is Research Vice President at Gartner for ISMG in Asia. This is Varun Haran. Thank you for listening.